Hello, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and let's just, um... Oh, I was about to pull a Philip DeFranco there. Uh-uh, no, I'm, I'm not gonna get copyrighted. Let's just, um, get into this garbage. So, today is actually part two of the Davi Inhumanity, um, you know, series. I said that I was gonna do it, and, um, my sources come from, of course, Chris Hansen, because he's been doing a very thorough investigation. I don't care what you say, Chris Hansen's been on it, he's been on point, and yes, there are people that might say that he's just in it for the popularity or the money or whatever that... YouTube has been trying to buzz about, trying to find a scandal with them, and you know what? I mean, call me biased. I like Chris Hansen, and honestly, he's doing a very good job investigating, and the thing that people need to understand is that he is just a journalist. The only thing that he can do is gather information and report it to the FBI, and the only thing that a lot of his viewers and a lot of the people that are watching him don't like is the fact that the investigation between um, Divey Vanity, Onision, and now um, the ICP uh, Insane Clown Posse Band, I know he's starting to investigate that, there are, they're, they're not, the solution and them getting arrested isn't fast enough for the viewers to enjoy. So, I've got to say this one more time. Investigations take a long time. Months. Maybe even years. Because, honestly, if we are actually talking reality here, which we are, this thing that's happened between Onision and Davi Vanity has happened years ago. Okay? He is gathering information from victims and other people that worked with him and everything. And that is what journalism is. They gather information, make sure that they check, fact check everything before they bring it to the public for everyone to hear. And I know the only reason... Well, I know there's more reasons, of course, because he's made mistakes on hiring certain people that were not had not had very good background, so I acknowledge that. But as far as Chris Hansen goes, he's a journalist. He's going to do what he's got to do. And a lot of people might not like that, but he's not a law enforcement. He does not have a team behind him anymore like he did with To Catch a Predator. That was set up, there was law enforcement, there was cameramen. He doesn't have that anymore. He only has a YouTube channel. So stop expecting him to do To Catch a Predator when he's not going to be able to do that. Anyway, Chris Hansen interviewed two victims, or I guess you could say one victim and then one woman that um, basically kind of worked with Davi Vanity at the time, so, um, Katie Kane and then Nicole Nogrady are the two women that he investigated at, um, Katie Kane met him at a concert 
with friends. He ended up meeting up after a concert, started talking to her, hugged her, gave her his n number. She was 16 years old at this time. Um, she said that uh, he was charming, alluring to her, and they started texting and talking. He started sweet-talking her, and then it kind of progressed from there. Started hanging out. He ghosted her because she's underage that came back around when she was 18 years old. So that should have been a red flag. But she went to see him in on December 2010. Uh, he, flew, he flew her to him talking about going to Disneyland. So she was very starstruck, of course, because he's a celebrity. And he seemed cool and very... And she was... I mean, she really kind of admitted that she was naive. And... Uh, I don't think that's her fault. I honestly think that this whole thing is Davi's orchestration of everything. When you are underage, you are not at fault for things, especially when it comes to statutory rape or molestation or any type of um, pedophilic uh, engagement that the older person would engage in with a minor. So let just let me get that out there. Nicole Negrady comes in towards the middle of this timeline, and she met a friend of Davi's, and he invited her to hang out with them at a studio. Um, Davi must have promised a co-write with her, um, so that I don't know if that ever happened, but Katie was with them. Maybe they were dating at the time, is what she assumed. Um, she'd taken Katie under her wing because she saw that she was starstruck, and she just wanted to kind of be friends with her. So, um, to Nicole, the band was very fun, they had a very good, fun vibe to them. They were badass, they were cool, they were really, you know, nice. And then, uh, Katie starts talking about this X times 3 video. She said that it was the worst night of her life. She's with Davi, and, um, she, I don't think she's had a drink before, or maybe she has, I don't remember, but, uh... Davi decides to fix her a drink. And so she doesn't really know what's in the drink. Uh, she kind of assumed that there was tequila in it because it was strong enough. Um, everything was okay at first, then it got worse. She was most likely drugged. Um, she was in and out of memory, and um, Davi took her into a closet, sat on top of her, and choked her. She was crying and couldn't breathe. And she said that she was taken by surprise. And the one thing that she does remember Davi saying is, I'm going to kill you. After that, um, he undid her shorts and assaulted her. She woke up on a couch in the living room dealing with her memory loss. And they made a video of her. And it, it was, I guess a blurry 
pixelated video because the back in the day they didn't have very good quality in video on phones or whatever. But she looked, she looked up to him and, um, yeah, that, that's kind of awful. Um, he liked to promise his fans with videos and songs and involvement with the, with the band, and it never happened. So, yeah. I am terribly sorry. I, I, I just can't understand why Davi Vanity likes to force himself on women. Uh, especially underage women. That this is just disgusting. I mean, you know me. I, I have a passion for exposing people like this because they irritate the hell out of me. And the more and more I investigate, and the more and more I um, take notes on on stuff like this, this Davi Vanity is a monster. Um, he's a child rapist. I don't care what anybody else says. He's a child molester. And he's a manipulator. He's very good at what he does. But he shouldn't be proud of what he does. Okay, he's not a teenager anymore. He's holding on to some sort of psycho dream that he can still be young when he's 34 years old. No. Find somebody your age, okay? And honestly, get some therapy or go to jail. Seriously. Th th this is... I'm getting irritated. Um, sorry. Um, I'm gonna keep going. Nicole said um, that he kind of had really good charisma and was really there for the music. After working with him and listening to his songs, took her in the booth and it just happened with them recording a song because they recorded a song. Now the difference between Nicole and Katie, okay that's my text sound, sorry. Um, the difference between Nicole and Katie was that Katie was a younger woman, she was the target. Um, Nicole at the time she was maybe 22, 24 around that age, so she knew not to succumb to whatever he tried. And he never really did. He was just being an asshole to her. So, um, she does talk about the things that, um, how he acts towards people sometimes. Um, being a, you know, a whiny rock star. I don't even like to call him a rock star. His songs are shit. But he used her, he took advantage of her, he has no consideration for other people's feelings, he has empty promises, um, he's very late to photo shoots, uh, he's never gonna return your calls or your clothing, um, he borrows clothing and he never returns it, um, he doesn't sign contracts, and has no idea how to be professional. So how in the world did he become a star? Like, how in the world did he become one of the main people that kind of was a catalyst, oh my god, I can't talk, the catalyst for the emo movement back in the day. I don't understand that. If kids knew, and parents knew, and other people knew that he wasn't this, um, demented 
in the mind, like, I, I get it. I mean, there are going to be people out there, especially pedophiles, that will learn how to be charming, charismatic, and sweet. And that will win over parents. But I know I said this in the last uh, part of Dobby, 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 any humanity. I'm sorry. I haven't eaten. I don't give a shit. My point is, is that during this era where the emo movement happened, the emo movement, the, the music and the artists and, and people who started this, this era of being emo, okay, they were giving children and kids a voice. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that wasn't a bad thing. Of course, it's not a bad thing. I think it was a very great thing. And I, if I actually was part of the culture back then and didn't care about my religious family, I probably would have been part of that culture. But I wasn't. And I still love emo music to this day. Um, I had emo friends and they were very expressive. And that's the one thing I feel like the kids and the teens really loved was because they were talking about things that the kids and teenagers were going through at that time. Popularity, body image, um, teen love, teen romance, all of that stuff. You know, a lot of people should really, a lot of teens, you should really value your teenage years because a lot of stuff may change, but a lot of things can happen for you in that age. And it's great. But this music, this emo music, gave kids a voice to talk and to express themselves. And that's wonderful. And I love emo music. You just gotta choose which ones are good for you. But, um, because I lived in this era and I wasn't listened to as a kid. And I feel the reason was because the adults saw this and they're like, oh, this is gross. This is this is like the punk rock mo movement back in the day or the rock and roll movement. There's always a certain movement that, that people and adults don't like. And so when the kids start having a voice, the adults didn't listen. They didn't like the fact that their kids were listening to this. They didn't approve of it, of their clothes, of their makeup, of their hair. And of course, because certain clothing and certain images of, of whatever you want to dress like gives people a certain opinion of you or an impression, adults thought that their kids were delinquents or kids that had mental issues or depression or all of that stuff. That, that is a stereotype. Some of them are just in it for the music. They love the music. I love the music. The music is amazing. But as far as them being heard, no, they weren't heard because adults assumed that they were in a rebellious stage. And maybe that's true to an extent. But what if your child was molested or sexually assaulted by a band member and you didn't listen? 
because you thought your child had a wild imagination or was demented by the music. I mean, you should trust your child, not what the child is wearing, you know. But, um, during this uh, time when Katie was still with him, she stayed with him for about a month and a half to two months. And, um, because he paid for her plane ticket, she felt indebted to him, and she was, I guess, trying to suck up to him because... He was a stuck-up butt face, and um, I guess her mom called, and she was wondering where she was. She was worried, and Davi picked up the phone. He spoke to her on the phone. She said, she's fine, she's fine. Mom wanted her daughter. Her mom wanted her daughter on the phone. She said she was, she said she was fine because he was standing right there, and it was hard to be honest with her. And then Davi took the phone again. And then her mom threatened him saying, if you do not send my daughter back to me, I'm going to call the police. And after that, he was very irritated. Um, he sent her back to Ohio. She was home a week later. Um, he took her to the airport and forced her head into his lap and forced her into or oral sex. Um, she said that she was, he was pushy. Um, she came home and the video was released on the net. The video led up to the closet experience. It didn't necessarily record what was happening in the um, closet. But then... So, Nicole and Katie connected once um, with the experience between her and Davi. Um, he gave her an attitude and she gave it right back. Uh, she stood up for herself because she was older. And um, she also said, because she saw the video, the X times 3 video, and said that this was not okay. And she said to take it down. And so he said, Whatever, it's fine, I'll take it down. And uh, Nicole and Katie started talking and venting to each other back and forth around, like, after that. So, like I said, Katie was slut-shamed by the net, by the internet, and it caused a lot of pain and suffering, and un she was unfairly targeted and victimized online. People were sending the video to her teachers, friends, and family, and worst, her worst moments were broadcasted to the world. And I don't feel like any child or any teenager or any um, almost adult or anybody should be exposed in their worst way. Um, I don't approve of this. Um, so yeah, Nicole also says that he is a sociopath, he's not present, he's a predator, but not aware. Uh, she said that she was working on an album with him, I guess, and stayed at his apartment. And he's 
she kind of walked in and I remember her saying that it was pretty cool that he had fan art on his walls but something was off about it as well and these are nine ten age kids that are attracted to him and parents were manipulated and that he was grooming them while he was charming the parents that is a that is a textbook predator I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, that's fine. You don't have to, but this is, this is disgusting. He is a professional predator. Forget about him being a singer. I've heard his shitty music. It is disgusting. I don't like it. I've had friends that actually love him and I didn't realize that he was a child predator until later on. And it kind of irked me because I'm like, I want to talk to my old friends that like him and I want to know their opinion of him now. Like, do you seriously support a predator who preys on 11, 10, 9-year-old kids, 9-year-old girls who promise them free merch free VIP tickets and a time to hang out with him, just enough time to imply some sexual engagement. Anybody who supports Divey Vanity is just as messed up as he is. And that's my opinion on the matter. I don't understand why certain people refuse to believe when the evidence is so blatant and so obvious I don't understand why anyone would be so negligent to support somebody like this and still love his music, still love him, still love Davi Vanity, even though he's done this. He's a professional predator. He char he charms the parents into preying on their children. This is awful, and any teen, any child that is in contact with Davi Vanity, run. Block him from everything. You will have the worst experience of your life with him. And I am telling you now, get out when you can. I will make a part three and a part whatever because I am going to keep investigating this. I will not stop talking about this. Davi Vanity... You will be caught. You will be put in jail. I speak it. You will pay. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Stay rogue. Be a Jehu. Have a lovely Thursday. Goodbye.